Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator and founder of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators. Thank you so much for tuning in to Mindful Mondays with Rachel. I hope that you are having a wonderful start to your week and that it's only going to get better from here. So if this is your first time tuning in, thank you, thank you for joining us today. This is the reflection episode and there will also be a guided meditation that accompanies this. So look for that this week. In addition, I have been doing, well, starting last week, I haven't been doing this for a while, but start as of last week, I've been putting out some Reiki energy healings and I'm going to continue with that as well. It's just beautiful meditation music where I send you really positive energy and it can deepen your meditation, it can help reduce stress, it can even deepen your spiritual experience. So you can check that out as well this week. I do have an announcement along those lines. This will be my last reflection episode for a little bit. I'm still going to put out new guided meditations for you every single week and I'm going to continue with the Reiki 10 minute healing meditations. And the reason for this is, is I have been guided by things in my life, by some introspection and contemplation. I've been guided to go within and go into my heart space and work on myself. So these reflection episodes have been really great. You know, the studying that I've done, that I can bring this information to you has opened me up to a lot of different information you know just being able to talk with you every week is a very beautiful experience for me but it comes a lot from my mind it comes a lot from my intellect and there are absolutely parts of these reflections where I am speaking 100% from my heart but there's also parts that come from my mind and me just planning it it's, it's a lot of work in my brain. And for right now, I need to step out of that space of trying to strategize, trying to plan, because I've been in that space my entire life. And my journey is taking me more now to a heart space. So I am going to take a break from this. I'm going to go within. I'm going to try to do everything 100% from my heart And then I'm going to come back whenever the time is right. It's not going to be too long, I don't think. Although I don't want to give a timeline because that, again, is strategizing and that's not going with the flow of the energy. But I will be back. And when I come back, I am very confident that I will be able to help you in ways that I haven't before. And I'll be able to speak with you and speak to an even greater audience from my heart. So thank you so much for tuning in to all of these reflections. It makes me really sad. I don't know if you could hear it in my voice, but it makes me kind of sad as I'm saying this. But I know that I know that it's right. 
And so I have to listen to that. I have to listen to that guidance and that intuition. And like I said, you'll still get the meditations every week. And, you know, if something that I just said made you start pondering, if maybe it's time for you to go in and do some self-work and try to come from your heart space, I encourage you to do that because I know that once we spend this time and we dedicate the time and effort to working on ourselves, to really truly becoming the people that we want to be, that what we want on the outside will just naturally come to us. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you've not yet subscribed, I do encourage you to do that because you're still going to get the weekly meditations and Reiki energy sessions. So I encourage you to subscribe. Uh, The best way to support this podcast so that I still can keep providing the free meditations is just by sharing it, by liking it, uh, by ordering a Reiki healing from me, by ordering a personalized meditation, checking out my Etsy shop. It just allows me to be able to live (laughs) and still be able to to give you this free content so thank you everybody who has contributed in any way even if it is tuning in every single week with that all being said today's episode is the second part of our energy series this is part two of talking about how everything is energy and how we can really come from a place of positive energy, how we can raise our vibration, how we can bring this love and light into the world. So last week, I really talked about a whole lot. And, you know, I talked about the science behind it. I talked about some studies. And then I kind of just threw out all of this stuff that you could do on your own. Like, you could try this, you could try that, da-da-da. And I want to slow it down a little bit in this episode and talk about just a, a couple things that you can do, as well as, and I mentioned this in, in last episode, as well as the energy that's going on in the collective consciousness right now, the energy that our world is just naturally experiencing and how if you are listening to this podcast, you are kind of the front runners in this new age that we are stepping into. And I'm going to talk about what this means in just a minute. So those will be the two topics, just talking about the world and the energy, and then going over just a few super simple, very... I guess specific little things that you can do to bring this beautiful loving energy and your love and light into this world. So I want to start with a quote like we always do. This is from Robbie Williams and he says, if you're willing to change the world, let love be your energy. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about when I talk about what we can do is allowing love to lead the way and that's kind of why I'm taking a break 
for a little bit from these reflections because I really truly want to come from an unconditional loving space with everything that I do. The more that we can come from that place of love, the more we're truly able to impact the world that we live in. So to start out, I want to talk about what is going on in the world right now and why it is more important, more crucial than ever before that we pay attention to our own energy. We pay attention to what we are bringing to this world, the lives that we're living, the thoughts that we're thinking, the judgments, the opinions that we are having all the time, why it's so important to try to come to a place within yourself of that unconditional love and joy for you, first of all, for you, so you can then bring it to the world. So I know at the end of last episode, I kind of touched on this a little bit, but if you've noticed over the past 20 years or so, the way that we view spirituality, the way that we view meditation, the way that we view energy practices has greatly shifted. I mentioned last episode, maybe not everybody meditates or does yoga, but everybody or a lot of people know that they probably should and even people who don't do yoga that much or don't meditate will still often have bumper stickers on their car or will decorate their house with different spiritual items i mean i i kind of live in a bit of a artsy hipster area but just walking around my neighborhood, I see so many little Buddhas in people's yards. You know, 20, 30 years ago, you wouldn't have seen all of that. So there's definitely a shift that is occurring. I mean, just the amount of people that do meditate, the receptivity to podcasts like mine. I mean, this, I wouldn't be able to talk about what I talk about here if I put this out, if this was a radio show that was on 30 years ago. I mean, it would be pretty out there and pretty woo-woo. Just the idea of being mindful, mindfulness, this is a commonly, I mean, most people at least get the basic idea of what being mindful is, and most people want to be more mindful and it's very accepted and so things are definitely changing is the point that i'm trying to make and it's not just a coincidence it's not just a phase really that we're going through there's actually a shift that's occurring a real shift that has been predicted in ancient spiritual texts So in in these ancient spiritual texts, particularly Indian texts, the yogis talk about yugas. Yugas are periods of time. They are ages that we as a, a collective consciousness, we as the human race, as our world, pass through. And so there's some contradictory information out there. Some spiritual teachings say that 
we're still in this one yuga called Kali Yuga, and we're going to be there for a while longer. Other spiritual teachings which resonate with me just by what I'm observing on this earth, they say that we are, we've entered Dwapar Yuga, which is this new age. So, I'm going to pull from the belief that we are entering this new age of Dwapar Yuga, but just so you know, you can read some texts and listen to other spiritual teachers who say otherwise. I'm just putting that out there. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just, this is what resonates with me. It makes sense to me. So I want to talk a little bit about it. So in uh, Indian guru, Sri Yukteswar, his book, The Holy Science, he talks a lot about the yugas and he pulls from the Vedas, the book of Manu, uh, which is an Indian text. And so he talks about the different yugas that we were in. So he said that we are about to enter Dwapar Yuga, or actually, excuse me, we are in Dwapar Yuga. We are in the ascending part of Dwapar Yuga, and this will make sense in just a second. I'm going to break it down, which means that we are entering this new age. So Dwapar Yuga is 2,000 years long with a 200-year transition in the beginning and in the end of it. That's why I said we are in Dwapar Yuga, but we're just kind of in that ascending part. You know, it was, it, it, it apparently we entered this around the turn of the century, this Dwapar Yuga. So if you think about it, how much has changed since the 1900 turn of the century? A lot. <laughs> a lot. When you think of 1900 to 2000, there's been incredible advancements in science and technology. I mean, beyond any advancement that we read about in the history books over the course of 100 years, at least not in my perspective. So in the late 1800s, this Sri Yukteswar wrote the book, The Holy Science, about these yugas. And in this book, he talked about how we were transitioning from this old yuga where everything was kind of black and white, it's all matter, what you see is what you get sort of thing, into this new Dwapar yuga, which he called the age of energy and in the book the holy science he really talked a lot about what einstein came to find about 10 years later with the e equals mc squared and he predicted a, a lot of these findings so sri yuktashar said that the dwapar yuga is this age of energy and it bestows on mankind the awareness of energy and these fine structures of matter so that we know that everything is energy and that matter is even energy in a more condensed form which we talked about last week and so he said during the Dwapar Yuga, we begin to become more aware of this energy, of chi, of prana, of this life force energy. And this gives us a gateway into deeper spiritual awareness. 
So there's a lot of practices like meditation and yoga postures and acupuncture that were actually all discovered the last time that we were in Dwapar Yuga, which the last time we were in Dwapar Yuga was between 3100 BC and 700 BC. And according to Sri Yukteswar, this period ended 700 BC shortly after the death of Krishna. So all of these, these practices that we're being reintroduced to today over the past, you know, let's say 50 years, they were discovered and formulated the last time we were in this age of energy. And then we kind of went into this very age of matter and, you know, things were very black and white. And now we're re-entering it and we're rediscovering these practices. And it's becoming less uh, taboo and it's becoming more accepted to practice yoga, to go and get acupuncture. So I think it's a pretty amazing time that we're living in right now. But what we have to remember is that we are on the ascending part of it. We're not in this age yet. And so that's why there's just this split. I mean, we can just look around and see that the energies are going crazy. There's just such a divide between us and... The whole philosophy behind energy is there's no divide. We're all one. We're all connected. But during this period of time, it's like even listening to this podcast or me talking to you about it, conceptually, it makes sense. But then when we read the news and we see what's going on, it's so hard to embrace this unity, this oneness of energy. But this is just a phase that we're going through and we're going to get through it. And that is why it is so important for those of us who do practice meditation and yoga and you know, different spiritual or even metaphysical practices, why it is so important for those of us who know what's going on to be that light for others. And in no way am I trying to say that from an ego-based point of view. I'm not trying to say we're the chosen ones because we meditate on a regular basis. What I'm trying to say is it's a gift to align with this energy, to have a desire to learn about the spirituality and about just ways that we can improve ourselves and ways that we can bring love and light into the world. This is a gift. And every single spiritual teacher, no matter what their beliefs are, if they're teaching from this space of unconditional love, they have gifts to bestow on us. So all of us out there who are working on staying in a high energetic vibration, on just trying to be better people, mind, body, and spirit, we can give gifts to others. So that's the way I want us to view it. It's not that we know something or we have it right and everybody else has it wrong. But 
if you believe that we are truly entering this new age of energy, which I do, or if you just simply believe that the world needs more love, which I think we can probably all agree on, then I encourage us all to not waste these gifts, but to share them with others. And we don't do this by trying to convince others of our points of view. We don't do this by judging others who don't share our point of view. We do this by embodying the energy that we want to see in the world. And it makes it so much easier on us. There is no pressure. You are not responsible for changing anything. If you feel spiritually guided to help a cause, to donate your time or your money, then absolutely, you can change the lives of tons of people. But if right now, all you feel guided to do is get yourself to a place where you can embody this love and light because you know the more that you can embrace this positive energy, the more positive energy you will just naturally bring to others. If that's all you want to work on, then that is all you need to do. There's no pressure. And it is absolutely not selfish to take this time and work on yourself and work on your mental space and work on your energy and your spiritual connection. I don't know if any of you have experienced being around somebody who is just very attuned to a higher energy, who just has a beautiful energy about them. But if you've ever truly experienced being by one of these people, you know what it feels like to be in their presence. You know what it feels like to be around them and what the conversations or just sitting next to them, what that experience is like and how it just makes you feel good. I've had a couple instances of that. It's like you can't feel bad around them. You can't judge them. You can't think negative thoughts. Now just imagine if every single person listening to this podcast aimed to be at that state. How many people could we affect? And the way that we do this is not by overanalyzing. It's not by just thinking so, so hard about how we can be the light that we want to see. It's by dropping into your heart. It's by just coming from that pure, loving energy space. There's no thinking involved. There's no analyzing involved. It's just being. So Sri Yukteswar and a lot of other yogis believe that we're in Dwapara Yuga. But another terminology that's been used for the age that we're in is we're in the age of Aquarius, which I'm sure most of you know the song from the 60s. But the the yogi who brought uh, Kundalini yoga over here, which is Yogi Bhajan, 
he started talking about how we were entering this age of Aquarius. He started talking about this in the 60s and the 70s. He said that we are transitioning uh, into this new era. He actually said that it began in 1991, so super recently. And then the end of the transition was in November of 2011 and that it would last for roughly 2,000 years. The ascending part of it um, is a little different than the teachings of Sri Yukteswar in the Dwapara Yuga, but the time period that we're in it of 2,000 years exactly match up. So that kind of makes sense too when you think about it. Just think of what happened between 1991, 2011, and then just 2011 until today. So this age of Aquarius is pretty new. And the age that we were in previously is the Piscean Age, which uh, is referred to as being almost in a misguided facade. (laughs) So in this previous era, there was a strong emphasis on mental intellect and information. So mental intellect, information equaled power. This age was ruled by competition, by putting on these social masks to appear a certain way, by ambition to just reaching the goal. The goal, your achievements is far more important than who you are as a person and your love for one another. So that's the age that we're coming out of, which kind of makes sense. And I'm not you know these ages are not bad it's if we didn't go through that era we wouldn't be in this one now because we wouldn't have the luxury to focus on the energy it's like maslow's hierarchy of needs if you don't have shelter if you don't know where your food's coming from then you can't focus on feeling good but thankfully we had that era and with everything there's good and there's bad so there of course was some not so great parts of it and some mindsets that are a little hard to shake but we needed it now we have to recognize where we are and embrace this new Aquarian age so according to Yogi Bhajan He's talking about this is the age where we really learn to trust ourselves, to love ourselves, and that loving ourselves creates this unconditional love for everybody else. It's really this age of energy, recognizing others as yourself. He used to say the other person is you. This is an age where we're really valuing wisdom over intellect. That's why we're going back and we're studying texts that have been written thousands of years ago because they hold a wisdom that the intellectual teachings of today do not provide us. During this age, we are really encouraged to foster a sense of love, knowing that the only way to overcome fear is through that love. And most importantly, we are recognizing 
that the only way to get where we want to be to overcome these obstacles and these hurdles is to recognize we are all connected and to come together. Now this all sounds great, it's wonderful wisdom, but how do we put it into practice in our everyday lives? Well, many of you are already doing it through your meditation practice, through the people that you are in this world. We all have our faults, we're human, we make mistakes, but every single person listening to this is trying to better themselves is trying to come from that heart space so you are already doing a lot of what you need to do to help better this world to help foster this connection that we all have but this week let's just try to be very intentional of the energy that we're putting out now i know last week i talked a lot about our thoughts our intentions, setting those intentions for your day. For this week, I encourage you to just put the energy of love into every single thing that you do. So this means when you walk into your home after work, you're sending love. Just repeat it in your head. Love, love, love. Ask yourself how you can put love into the work that you do, into every task that you do. And we're not going to be able to hold this vibration all of the time. But let's just try this week and see how it goes. Every single person you pass on the street, and I know that I talked about this way back in February when we talked a lot about love. Every person you pass on the street, mentally send them love. Don't give yourself the time to judge. Send them love. And when your ego asks, should we really be sending that person love? Allow those thoughts to pass. Say thank you, ego, for sharing your opinion (laughs) and send love. When you're making meals, when you're cooking for your family, send love. Infuse that meal, that food that's nourishing your body and the body of your loved ones with beautiful, positive energy. You don't have to do anything different. That's the beautiful part of this all. All you have to do is think it, is set that intention. And you don't have to be thinking it the entire time. You don't have to be preparing dinner and thinking, love, 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 love. But take just a moment before you start preparing everything to say, I'm setting the intention that I'm filling this food with love. And I'm sending the love to everybody who eats it, myself included. And that's it. And if you want to think of how grateful you are for the people in your life, for your family who will be eating this food while you prepare it, even better. 
If you want to think about how much you love yourself, if you want to say some amazing positive affirmations as often as you can, even better. But we don't have to. All we have to do is state that intention and the energy will do the rest. Have you ever noticed how everybody thinks their mom's cooking is the best? And have you ever even maybe eaten at a friend's house or a spouse's house and they go on and on about mom's cooking and you're like, okay, I mean, that was okay, but my mom's is better. (laughs) There's a reason for that. It's because that food is made with love. Going home for Thanksgiving or Christmas and having a meal prepared for you or preparing it together That is a loving experience. It's not just the food that you're eating. It's the energy that's put into it that makes that so yummy and so delicious. But we don't have to wait for special occasions. We can do this every single day. And absolutely, the most important piece of this all is unconditionally loving yourself. If you want some tips on that, if you want some meditations to help with that, I encourage you to go all the way back to our February month of love meditations and reflections. But you have to love yourself before you're able to really truly bring this love and light and this positive energy into the world. So this week, while we're sending love out, please, before you do any of that, and if you only focus on one thing this week, focus on loving yourself. The meditation for this week is going to help fill you with positivity and self-love and also send that out. So doing that meditation will help. I encourage you to maybe add in some positive affirmations. I have a whole bunch on Mind, Body, and Spirit Entrepreneur YouTube channel. I have, oh, on my new YouTube channel, it's Reiki Rachel. Just started. I have two or three videos, (laughs) but I just did one on a loving energy. So you can do that as well. And even if you don't want to do any of that, anytime you pass a mirror, every single time you pass a mirror, I want you to look into your eyes and say, I love you. Even if it feels uncomfortable, because if it feels uncomfortable, that means you're not really unconditionally loving yourself. Like I said, if you focus on anything, if you just pick one thing, that's what I encourage you to focus on this week. You can journal, maybe write in the morning or just recite the reasons why you love yourself, what you love about yourself. That can be a great starting point. A lot of this, though, is on an intellectual level. You know, thinking of, okay, well, if I love this about myself then the ego sometimes will come in or a lot of times will come in and say, but what about all these things? So it's absolutely a great starting point to write things that you love about yourself, 
to journal about it, to say these positive affirmations are so important because you do need that mental, that intellectual piece of it. We want to shift the way our subconscious thinks about us, but there also has to be a component that comes from your heart space. So anytime you notice that you're being hard on yourself or you're being hard on others, just drop down to that heart space. Become mindful in that moment, but allow all the thoughts that you have to pass and just set the intention that you are a being that's made of love and light and has unconditional love for yourself and others and just drop down to your heart space and sit there and just breathe with that intention and like I said your ego and subconscious will throw thoughts out your way but we all know how to be mindful by this point if you don't go back to the beginning of this podcast for our mindfulness challenge but sit there or stand there drop down away from your mind, into your heart. And just being in that place for a few moments will instantly bring you back to a better energy level, a better mindset, and you're going to begin to foster that unconditional loving energy that you can then share with this world. Okay, so I think that's enough for this week. Again, thank you so much for listening, and this is absolutely not a goodbye. It's a see you later. (laughs) That's cheesy, I know. Uh, But seriously, I'm just taking a little break to come from my heart, and so I can just focus so much on speaking from my heart to your heart going forward. So please look out for the meditations and the Reiki sessions every single week, and keep your eye out for when I come back with the reflections. Again, if you have not liked or subscribed or reviewed or checked out any of the other links that I provide in the show notes, I encourage you to do so just to, if you're interested in keeping up with what I'm doing and what's going on, you can find that there. I am sending so much love to you. I hope you have a beautiful day and a beautiful week and I cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Rachel, a mind, body and spirit entrepreneur production. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and give us a review. And join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection.